0: Welcome back in episode 13 of the fourth down football show and we got a full house today decided to switch it up a little bit. We're not doing a split show uh, with me and Kyle for NFL and me and Melo for college football all together here mixing the pot up and uh, so hang in there. We're about to bring some very good college football talk. We'll probably start off with that because it happened on Saturday chronological order there for you. So huge game coming up in uh, Big Ten the game between Ohio state and Michigan decides who's going to go to the big 10 championship there. And then, uh, some of the other championship games are set already sec and the ACC, of course, some terrible news coming out of Florida state there with Jordan Travis, but we'll get into all of that. Mello's going to cap the season off for USC with a disappointing loss to a basketball school to end the season. Um, then on the NFL side, side of things, Uh, talk a little bit uh, about the Lions in first place in Mellow's NFC North. Um, Wish we were doing this maybe a day later. We could talk about the Eagles-Chiefs game, as that's going to be clearly the biggest game of the weekend. But, of course, not going to be able to get into that, so we're not going to preview that, seeing as it'll be over by the time I put this out here. Um, Browns, they're rolling still, even without Deshaun Watson. Um, So, yeah, we'll get into all of that. But uh, how are you guys doing, Kyle?
1: Not too bad, man. Uh, I got a rare Giants win over the weekend, so I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, You know, Tommy DeVito looking pretty good. (laughs) I can't even (laughs) say that with a straight face. Uh, Yeah, no. I'm doing all right, man. doing all right. How are are you guys doing? Mello?
2: I mean, like I said before I came on here, uh, you know, Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers, we're going on a run here. Whether people think I'm delusional or not, we're coming. And don't let us get that seventh seed in the NFC. Because if we do, there's going to be some problems. And in college, we're going to jump into it right now. USC fucked me again over the weekend. There's nowhere else I can put it. I'm sorry, man. There's nowhere else I can put it.
0: I mean, disappointing end to a season where they had very high expectations, right?
2: Yeah, exactly, and uh, not fun being on Twitter over the weekend because you had on top of USC fans that want and Riley fired and the sky is falling, you have UCLA fans who, listen, I know this is not the time and place to do it because they kicked their ass on Saturday in our home place, not taking that away from them, and they took back the bell, the victory bell, which is which is what we play for, some stupid bell. Um, And then, you know, UCLA fans piling on. You know, let me give you guys a little bit of history here. 8-4 and for UCLA and beating USC is pretty effing good. That's the standard for UCLA football. So, you know, they were dragging us down over the weekend because, yeah, they kicked our ass. But just remember, UCLA... Eight and four. That's the standard at UCLA. It's pretty damn good. You know, we don't do that at USC. I mean, you know, I don't let this confuse you. I, I know again, it's hard to say that this year. And then you got other fans. You got Utah fans who again don't let up. You got Oklahoma fans who won again on Saturday by USC losing. So you just pile after another after another and then just not good. Not a pretty end to the season, seven and five. Yeah, after you mentioned it, national championship hopes, and you wasted. And Lincoln Riley, I'm looking specifically at you. You wasted Caleb Williams, a generation, a generational quarterback, who just came off winning the Heisman Trophy. And if he didn't get hurt, I'm sorry to say to Utah fans, but we're probably playing in the college football playoff. I know I'm probably delusional with that, too, but I'm going to stick to it. I, I need something to be happy about right now with this program. And then we come in the next year not firing the defensive coordinator after numerous times. This guy should have been out of here, shouldn't have brought him back, but evidently you chose your friends over the good of the program, and you wasted a generational quarterback in Caleb Williams. Now, Caleb Williams... He had his moments too, where he probably wasn't playing great either, but he was the reason why u s c won most of the games, if not all of the games. If Caleb williams is not your q b this is probably a five and seven team or a four and eight team, something like that definitely but completely disappointing the honeymoon's over here in Los Angeles we're tired of it. You know, we want things to change. We want USC to go out and get a great defensive coordinator. And we want Lincoln Riley to figure out that this is not Norman, Oklahoma. This is Los Angeles, California. Some of the shit that you were able to get away with in Oklahoma, you can't get away with it here. The media is different. The fans are different. We care a lot more. And there's more eyeballs on you here in Los Angeles and for a program that has been dying for some success for the last 15 years. Go ask my dad who has been through all the crap the last 10 years. Not happy. And we just want things to be different. And we thought when Lincoln Riley took over this program, that things are going to change. And it did after year one, but we took another two steps back again in year two. And I hope in year three, We get a good defensive coordinator. I know Caleb Williams is not going to stay, but I hope he does. And I hope that Lincoln Riley figures it out that he's got to look in the mirror and he's got to take a lot of the blame for this.
0: Seven and five and a trip to the cheese It bowl.
2: Yes. Toilet bowl.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, big disappointment to the season and we don't spend too much time on them. that we're talking about him for Melo's sake mostly i mean usc and not even not even ranked anymore so yeah exactly it's his school so we're, we'll cover him a little bit but uh i want to talk about the sec because georgia had a nice convincing win over tennessee i got to see a lot of that game and uh Georgia's been pretty dominant, you know, in case you missed it, you haven't paid attention to college football. They've been pretty dominant the last two. And now this will be the third season here, back-to-back championships. And it seems like no one's going to stop them on their way to the third. I would sort of be of the opinion of that. Um, I said we were going to talk about championship games, though, a little bit as the SEC was decided already. Alabama will be facing off against Georgia. And I will say I've been tuning into some Alabama games too recently, and they've been really impressive as of recently. They had a nice win over Kentucky just two weeks ago. Of course, last week they played or just Saturday, they just played Chattanooga, which, you know, uh doesn't really do much for me, uh win wise, because you're supposed to blow them out, but
2: wish you a Alabama is... schedule.
0: <laughs> Alabama's been looking a lot better as of recently. But I still think there's no stopping Georgia on the way to winning their third straight college football championship. I mean they they've messed around a little bit with some of these crappier teams so far this season, especially in the first half. You see a lot of close games. Then they stretch it out in the second half, and it's a lot of, a lot bigger score, bigger uh, margin of victory. But some of these games then where they played, they played Missouri, and I think they played Missouri. I believe so. Um, they played – I know they just played Tennessee. They beat Tennessee. They beat the brakes off of Tennessee, a Tennessee team that was supposed to have a pretty good offense this year, um, and Georgia manhandled them. So I'm looking at Georgia, and I'm saying, who's going to stop them on their way to the third straight college football championship?
2: It could be this Alabama team if they meet up again, if they meet up in two weeks. And I had mentioned this last week when we were talking about the playoff and stuff. If Alabama beats Georgia, they're going to get in. Sorry, there's no way around it. They're going to get in, especially if you beat Georgia. Now, Georgia's going to get in too, but they're not going to be the number one team in the nation anymore. But Georgia's great. They're a wagon, and they've won back-to-back national championships, but I could definitely see an Ohio State or a Michigan beating them. Mm. Now it's Now I, I do. I do. I just – listen, in, in playoff games, anything can happen. Now watch I say that Georgia's going to manhandle everybody and they're going to win it again. But <laughs> I think this happened a lot with Alabama when they were on their run. I'm a little, little Georgia out. I kind of want to see somebody else in there. Or at least wow. somebody win. I kind of want to see somebody win. I think that's part of the reason why I want to give teams like Ohio State and Michigan a shot at this. But until they actually do it, yeah, Georgia is going to be the favorites. And they should win it again this year, unfortunately.
0: It sort of seems like... A- College football is sort of that way in general. Not a lot of parity. You sort of get the same teams most of the time. Uh, this general top ten in the nation is about the same year to year. You're going to have the top four that, like we, like Melo just said, with Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and of course Alabama. Usually you'd have a Clemson in there, and Oklahoma, Texas. Um, you know, Penn State usually hangs around fifteen. Notre Dame finds themselves up in there. It's not a lot of parody in college football, but uh, hopefully that can change a little bit in the future. USC 2024,
2: we're coming. See?
0: That's right. That's (laughs) right. They're coming out here. (laughs) We're going to bring stuff back. (laughs) The ACC championship is set already now. Florida State will be taking on Louisville. And you told me that last week before Saturday. I would have said. Florida state is going to crush them. But now Florida state is going to be without Jordan Travis, just a raunchy, nasty injury to his leg, broken leg right in the open field there. And it's going to be tough to replace a guy who was competing to win the Heisman Uh, elite quarterbacks are few and far in between. And you see that in the NFL, how what a difference it is between the starter and the backup. A lot of times, and then you're thinking about this on an even bigger scale in college football. Like You have to be really, really, really good to make the NFL. You have to be really, really, really good to make college football to be a backup. But like, still, there's going to be a big difference between a guy who was in contention to win the Heisman and a guy who's going to be your backup. So a little bit more hesitant about Florida State and even their chances in, in the playoff if they get in. If they're able to win the ACC championship.
2: I hate to be like this because it's a horrible injury to Jordan Travis and I wish them nothing but the best. But I think that injury takes Florida State out of this, to be honest with you. I think it does. I think they'll lose anyways. But, I mean, I don't think the committee wants to have a, yeah, sure, an undefeated Florida team. But with a backup QB. Now maybe they will. Maybe they'll put them in anyways and give them the four spot. But me personally, when I saw that, when the dust settled, I'm like, "Damn, there goes the ACC's chances." Because I don't think they're gonna do it. I don't. I don't think they want. I think they want to put Utah. I mean, uh, Washington or Oregon in there. Even even a uh, Texas, but it's hard because Florida State's undefeated, and they've been around there the whole time. But. I don't think they're gonna beat Louisville, but even if they did, I mean, if it's a close game, it could be the committee's way of kind of like, all right, let's let's finally get Florida State out of here, and let's see what happens, you know, with the Pac-12 and stuff. I just think the ACC again is they're not getting in this year, and it sucks mm. because it's probably gonna be due to a major injury to the quarterback, and it's unfortunate.
1: Kyle. Yeah, yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I really don't have any other thoughts. I haven't been tuned into college football. Um, I mean, I watched watched Sam Hartman's revenge game against Wake Forest. I thought that was pretty cool. Gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was nice. Um, but He's no, gorgeous. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no. Uh I agree with everything you guys said. You guys hit it on the head there, for sure.
0: Tough injury. Tough tough for a guy who's been there five seasons, I believe. He, he's been five or six. He's been in college football five, I think. But like he stuck it out at Florida State even though they weren't good these last couple years. Like tough blow to a guy who was going to be probably NFL bound after this season and now, not saying he won't be in it. I don't know if he has a year of eligibility left or not. I'm I'm honestly not sure. Um, so who knows what his future will hold. I think eventually he'll make it to the NFL and it'll be a great story. His comeback from this broken leg. So uh, best of best of luck. Best wishes to you, Jordan Travis. Um, sticking with the championship theme. We we're gonna get here anyway. Massive game coming up this Saturday. Ohio State and The Ohio
2: Michigan. State University. <laughs>
0: it's it is just Ohio State, no matter how many trademarks or Matt. whatever else they have on it. What?
2: Oh no? no? I, I can't give you
0: that. I you. I'll I do it for you then. <laughs> I can't I can't give you that. Um this is like a worst nightmare for me. I'm not cheering for anybody in this game. I'm cheering for Iowa. I'm cheering for them to win the Big Ten Championship because <laughs> they are playing the winner here. And obviously, that's a interesting storyline in the Big Ten is you always get a great East team, whether it is most of the time. It's been a Michigan or Ohio State. My Nittany lines were in there not too long ago. Um, but then you play a crappy west team who has no offense a wisconsin uh iowa a Minnesota, Northwestern, a, a northwestern a purdue any of these teams and it's like all right did we really we didn't want to see ohio state crush them by 30 in the championship game we wanted to see a real game here in the championship game we wanted to see make michigan ohio state the championship game i mean and of course They'll be moving to that next year when the Big Ten does away with divisions, welcoming in our new friends from the West. Um, But Michigan, Ohio State, all eyes are going to be on it. Some people say biggest rivalry in sports. I think that might be a little far to go, but it's uh, top five rivalry, I'll definitely say. Um, Expectations for this game, Mello?
2: I have never been more excited for an Ohio State Michigan game than I am this year. There is so many good storylines coming into this. Ohio State, a little bit under the radar, a little bit haven't heard much of them honestly since that Notre Dame game when the you know Ryan Day completely went off on the reporter. And then you have Michigan who is dealing with this scandal with uh, Jim Harbaugh, and he's been out the last two weeks, and you know the assistant coach crying and everything. It is so awesome that these two teams are going to be going into each other undefeated. And there's pressure on Ohio State to win on Saturday because you've lost two years in a row now. And you can make the argument that this is probably the best Michigan team that they've had in a while. Now, it was e- that was an easier conversation to have before two weeks ago. But now everything's in question right now. But I got to give the slight edge to Michigan in this game. They're at home. They're probably still pissed off about their head coach She's not going to be on the sidelines on Saturday. And a close win, a close loss for Ohio State is not the end of the world. It really isn't. No. It's not the end of the world. There's a path where you can, and we saw it last year. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember what the game was. Ohio State still ended up being the fourth team in the country last year. So we have seen it in years past that whoever loses this game, as long as you can keep it close, you can give yourself a shot. Now, I think if Michigan loses a close game, I think the uh, cultural ball playoff committee is completely done with them because, you know, they have the scandal going on and I don't think they want them in there anyways. But it's gonna be a great game, and I gotta give the slight edge to Michigan, but I just we're I think we're in for a classic Saturday, and everybody should be watching that game.
0: Definitely, um, I definitely think Michigan has the edge at quarterback. JJ McCarthy's a little bit more proven, a little more tested than uh, Kyle McCord there at Ohio State, which is a big part of your game. But like Michigan showed against Penn State they don't have to pass if they don't really want to. They'll just run the ball down your throat with Blake Corum and their offensive line will push you around. Now, Ohio state's going to come to play and they're going to, they're going to be prepared for that. They're of course going to be game planning against this run game. And I would have to guess they're going to try. They want the ball in JJ McCarthy's hands versus in Blake Corum's hands. So they're going to be game planning for that all game long, but I still think Michigan has the edge. Like Melo said, they're, they're just a little bit better everywhere around the edges, not to take anything away from Ohio state. And the X factors for Ohio state are huge. Like a guy like Marvison Harrison and a Mecca there at the receivers. Those are guys that just flip games around for you. So if Marvin Harrison has an insane game, there's no doubt in my mind that the Ohio state can win the game. Um, I just think that Michigan has enough of the edges all around to cover that up and be able to win a close game, and then go on and crush Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Like I said, so um, Kyle, any thoughts on the rivalry,
1: the game? Mm, I mean i've I've been out of touch with these two teams, but to be a little bit different, I'm going to say Ohio State wins. Why not? Mm. I'll just don't like it. that. No. I don't like that. I don't, like I don't think
2: you. I don't think you like either either result. I don't like Outside either
0: of any outcome. But well, I'm cheering for a good game, I guess.
2: I hope it gets rained out. To be honest, with you.
0: Nah, <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. No, I wouldn't cheer for rain delay. I won't cheer for injuries. I'm not that kind of guy.
2: I, I didn't it's say just... injuries. You put that in your head. I didn't say that.
0: I, I'd say I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't cheer for any of those. So. Um, Anything else in the college football world, Melo? If not, we're gonna hop right over to the NFL.
2: Rivalry weekend is so much fun. Anything can happen. And remember, in the Pac twelve, a lot of these teams are playing each other for the last time. So That's right. For a guy like me who loves watching Pac twelve football, as mediocre as it is sometimes, I'm gonna be into, you know, Washington, Washington State. I'm gonna be watching Oregon, Oregon State. That's gonna be a great game. So yeah, my USC is done. Thank God. Um, there's other rivalries that I'm going to watch, especially in the Pac-12, and I'm going to enjoy it.
0: All right. There you go. Um, on the NFL side of things, we want to start in the NFC North. The um, Detroit Bay? Lions? No, oh. not Green Bay. Not Green Bay. No. <laughs> Jordan Love era is not a thing. It's just beginning. You know what is the thing. It just kind of <laughs> stinks. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Sorry,
2: put some put some Febreze on it, it's alright, we're all good
0: <laughs> uh, the Detroit Lions we haven't talked about them a whole lot this year but they've quietly been one of the best teams in the NFC I won't say the best because they're probably a top two, three depending who you ask probably three falling beneath the Niners and Eagles um, but sitting at and right now, and you gotta feel like the Lions are in firm control of the NFC North right now, right, Kyle? I would think so. It just... Who else is gonna challenge them, really? I mean, a a Vikings team that's been dealing with injuries um, and taking a loss last night that they couldn't necessarily afford to against a kind of crappy Broncos team, but the Bears... They just got Justin Fields back. They're kind of a joke. Uh, the Packers, uh, close your ears, delusional mellow. Uh, they're probably not really a threat this year. Um, so it sort of seems like by default, it's going to be the Lions to win. But that doesn't mean they're a bad team just because they're winning by default. Because so far, they've shown that they're an elite team. No, and every –
2: oh, I sorry. Agree. Go for it. Go, go for
1: it, Kyle. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm, you know it's – the thing with this Lions team, right, other than the Cinderella story, they've been shitty for how many years now, and they're finally turning things around. They have been consistent all season long. No matter who they're playing, good or bad, they're do- they're well, going out and doing their thing. Throw
0: out the Ravens game. Throw out that one Ravens game where they got crushed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I've seen from this team is the consistency, and that's what I like to see. The defense looks good. The offense looks good. Um, I mean, the question marks that I had around Jared Goff going into this season, kind of out the window now a little bit. Um, He's proving me wrong. I thought after Los Angeles he would be done for, especially, I mean, you go to Detroit. I mean, you had Matthew Stafford there for so many years, a a quarterback who is a damn good quarterback. You know, he's proved it. Um, But no, Jared Goff looks good. I, I feel like this Lions team finally has something to cheer for they've been consistent all year long. They're a few pieces away from actually I I really don't want to say they're not super super bowl contenders, but I would put them like right underneath. Personally, that's where I would put them. I think they're just a piece or two away. Um good draft this year could change that entire thing for next year. Um so yeah, I mean like I said, I this Lions team is is a very very good team and it's such a cool sight to see for this fan base for sure
2: and every great team has to go through some kind of adversity and i think you saw that with the lions yesterday you know they were down by i think by like 10 or 13 to the bears now granted the bears are probably playing for something else first overall draft pick second overall draft pick in the nfl draft but every team that wants to win a super bowl has to have a win like that it has to be competitive like that have some kind of adversity, and I think they did that yesterday. I still don't... I don't think... Yeah, I'm with Kyle. I don't think... I'm a... i am I really want to believe in this Detroit team because they're extremely fun to watch, and it's a good story. But I'm... I'm kind of with Kyle a little bit. I'm in that... they're, They're that first team not a Super Bowl contender. Yep. But if they continue to play well, maybe by the... The time we get to January, maybe I'll put them in that tier. But I still need to see just a little bit more.
1: Yep. I agree. That's
0: fair. Um, their schedule, the rest of the season going forward here. Packers, Saints, Lost. Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings to end the season. So, and not a cakewalk. Um, even the... Bad teams in that stretch, like you would probably say the Bears. We just saw the Bears put up a decent fight against them. The Broncos, they, they've they been turning around as of recently. Four straight wins. We'll get into that in a minute here. Um, the Vikings, great story with Josh Dobbs, like we said, and they've been not a bad team at all. They're going to get Justin Jefferson back here pretty soon. Um, so you got to like where the Lions are at right now. Like I said, to start it all off, seems like the, seems like they're locked to win the division, um, and they should be. I think they win their first game of the playoffs. I mean, I'm not sure who that who would be lining up that they're playing right now. Uh, probably, I think they'd win against the Dallas. Um, they probably I don't know about that. Oh, you don't think? I don't so? know about that.
2: I don't think so. Hmm. Give me Big D all day. <laughs>
0: Hey, we clipped that right there. Damn yeah. right.
2: That's exactly how it sounded. Big D all day. Yep. Damn right.
0: Yep. We, uh, just pause right there. Yeah. Yes. That and... <laughs> all right. Selling back in here. Um, I mean, if they face the joke of the NFC South division winner, I mean, whether it's the Saints or the Falcons, who knows how it's going to shake up, I guess. Buccaneers are still in it at this point. I feel pretty good about that. Um, there's a chance they get the bye, and they would be the number one seed, and then they wouldn't have to play anybody in the first round. Uh, I I, I got to like where the Lions are at. Um, enough Lions talk, though, I guess. The Browns. The Cleveland Browns. I almost said Cincinnati. Jeez. Cleveland wow. Browns. Yeah, I know. This guy doesn't know ball. I got to get that ball knowledge. Oh. What. Um, the Browns without Deshaun Watson now. No problem. What season is it, Melo?
2: DTR season. That's right. Yes. Deshaun Watson can go back to getting massages 20 times oh. a day.
0: Mel- or Kyle, I didn't know you had an exact replica of Deshaun Watson's towel hanging right behind you. That's right? a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool little piece of history right there.
2: Did he sign oh. it for you? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. The Browns, without Deshaun Watson. Um, going up against a tough opponent in the Steelers. They were able to get it done though, and the Steelers team. We all know the tale of the tape with the Steelers. Not a not a defense or not an offensive team at all. Um, they're not going to win in a shootout. They're not going to put up any points really at all. But their defense is going to be good. Their run game is going to be okay. Um, but really. Cleveland just sort of out defense them to win this. And DTR was capable enough to win this game for them. Um, Browns schedule going forward, Broncos, Rams, Jaguars, Bears, Texans, Jets, and Cincinnati to close out the season. And currently right now in the division sitting at 7 and three, right behind the Bengals, or sorry, the Ravens right behind the Ravens. Um, Ravens having played one more game than them, so a Browns team that there was question marks with them entering the season because Deshaun Watson hadn't been his hadn't been his Texan self, and that's what sort of we were waiting for, and he really didn't gain that back this year. But it's been their defense that has been the real difference for them this year. They've been shutting down some of the top offenses in the league, and Really, that defensive line, starting with Miles Garrett, um, is going to be wreaking havoc for any quarterback that they're going up against.
2: Yeah, and listen, I know I just said about DTR, he's not going to be the long-term answer here. And the Browns show that today by signing Joe Flacco, which I'm anxious to see how that works out. But I think if you're a Browns fan, you just want a shot. You just want a shot. You know, they're a lot like the Lions. They were bad for so many years. You know, the, the, and then they had that one year, the COVID year with Baker Mayfield where um, they beat the Steelers, they blew them out. And then if you remember, they were like a touchdown away from beating the Chiefs and Arrowhead. And since then, it's been mediocre again. But if you're a Browns fan, you just want a shot. And right now you're 7-3. and three. Not only are you in the AFC playoff picture, you still got a great shot to win this division. And may I add, if I can pat myself on the back on a little bit, I said that Miles Garrett would win Defensive Player of the Year, and he is clearly the best defensive player in the National Football League right now, if not one of the best. And I know it's Miles Garrett. He was going to be in the conversation either way. So it's not that big of a deal that I got that right, almost. But this <laughs> Browns team is... Not bad. They got the problem at quarterback, but not bad.
1: Not bad. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm kind of leaning towards Melo's opinion on this because I this team is just it's such a wild card to kind of predict. Going back and forth, like every single week when we when we do our predictions, I always say to myself, "Can the Browns pull this off?" and More seemingly than not, I do side with them, and it's been working out for me recently. Um, I just – there's a little too many question marks surrounding this offense for me to actually get behind this team. Uh, The defense, there's no doubt about it. It's a damn good defense. I I love watching their defense. Um, It's just this offense is a little bit too lacking for me if – you know, so I don't know if I'm going to get behind them too much come playoff time. But as of right now, it's good for the fan base.
0: That's what that's what the Browns need. They need a little bit of love in their lives, because like Melo said, they made that one uh, won that one playoff game against the Browns or against the Steelers and then end up losing to the Chiefs. But then kick Baker Mayfield out of town. The guy who took you to your first playoff game in forever. And you're like, nope, well, we don't want him anymore. Now, was that the right choice? May I have been. Uh, signing to Sean Watson. Yeah, probably was not the right choice. Um, real quick camera change here. I'm sure you can notice that on myself. Um, anyway, we're talking about the Browns. And yeah, I, I, got, I think you got to like where you're at. If you're a Browns fan right now, like Kyle said, still a chance to win this division. I think it was Kyle a uh, chance to win this division still um, got to be holding out hope for that and definitely feel good about your shots at making the playoffs at this point. Um, I think last team we want to cover here, the Broncos get the win last night against the Vikings on Sunday night football close game. Um, but now they've won four games straight here and let Russ cook. I guess. I mean, he's been he's been cooking recently. Uh, it's been a bit of a reversal. Russ hasn't put up crazy numbers this season. He's not thrown for 400 yards every game. He's probably thrown for like 250. But the big thing is he's not throwing the picks like he has been in the past. And well, in the past, in his Broncos career, past. So that's sort of the biggest part for me is. If Russ cannot turn the ball over, this Broncos defense is going to be good enough to keep them into games and yeah, chuck it up to Cortland Sutton. And that's about the story of the Broncos season right now. So, um, they're still in last place in the division and still probably not going to make the playoffs, but a nice little turnaround. So far.
2: Yeah, Sean Payton a couple of weeks ago probably thought he was getting fired at the end of the season. <laughs> Which is and, crazy. Yeah, and Russell Wilson was like, man, I might not even be a quarterback next year. But they figured it out, and they're stringing some wins together. Now it might be a little too little too late. But they still have games, I think, against the Raiders. Uh, they, got, they got the Browns. They got the Texans. So they have games in their conference to try and make up some ground and maybe sneak in, but it's going to take a lot. But I think, again, if you're if you're a Broncos fan, this is a lot like the theme of this. If you're a Broncos fan, you're just like, all right, like right, you're finally starting to see what this head coach and quarterback can do together. And it seems like all last season, that's what we were waiting for, and a lot of people had them, you know, not winning the super bowl but getting pretty damn close and now it's got to be comforting that hey you know what maybe we did hire the right guy you know maybe russell wilson is coming around just got to feel good about it
1: listen i i hope i'm wrong with this but this means nothing <laughs> personally i i think this means nothing um i mean i i guess this this Broncos mess. They need to throw something to the fan base. Like here's a bone, have it, here's a four-game little win streak. Russell Wilson was supposed to come into Denver and have Peyton Manning expectations, you know, turn this whole thing around because that's that's the expectations I got from it. You know, I was like, damn, now here we go again. They're gonna get their next Peyton Manning and they're gonna go to the Super Bowl, and then that's that's kind of how Denver works, right? They they build up whatever the hell they can on the offense, and they have a solid defense, and then the one piece that they're missing is a quarterback, which is what we saw last time with Peyton Manning. That's what happened here. They brought in Russell Wilson, and, I mean, the expectations that were put on this team, like, geez, man, this team was supposed to be winning Super Bowls. And here, Russell Wilson has had the, like, worst worst time of his career in Denver. Then they bring in Sean Payton, right? And supposed to turn this whole thing around yet again. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they're stringing this together and giving the fan base something because the amount of money and draft picks and everything else that they have given up for a shot at a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson has not panned out in their favor at all yet. Um, so, no, I mean, I, I hate to be like this because I love Russell Wilson. I think, I mean, prime Russell Wilson, he was one of the, the best players in football. He was so fun to watch. But, well, you know, when it comes down to it, I think it's just, it's a little too late, just like Melo said. You know, it's, this was supposed to happen when Russell Wilson first came over to Denver, and then it really was supposed to happen with Sean Payton. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe I just, maybe I just haven't seen anything from this team for me to get behind them, but that's kind of my, my thoughts on it.
2: On top of it's, it, too, they paid a fortune for Sean Payton to be the head coach. Mm-hmm. And they traded basically every draft pick that they had until like twenty twenty seven to get Russell Wilson over here. Yep. And if you don't bank on it Seahawks as of right now, the Seahawks clearly won the trade.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Oh, and the Seahawks they're they they've won the trade.
1: Pete Carroll mm-hmm. looks like a genius right now.
2: Yeah and maybe he wasn't the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure on forever.
0: Like, um the four game win streak, like we mentioned, not against total crappy joke teams, started with Mellows Packers. Um 1917 win. Gotta love that. Uh then the surprising victory over the Chiefs, which shocked everybody, whatever you want to say, write it off as a fluke or they were overdue as it's been like you know, 15 meetings since they won their last game. Um, then just last Sunday or Monday, Monday, they beat the Bills and now Vikings. So these were all pretty close games, except for the Chiefs won one game victory or one point victory over the Vikings, two points over the Bills and then two points over the Packers. So really these are sort of games that could have gone either way, especially I know the Vikings had a chance to win it, it took a miracle for the Bills to lose that game. Of course, the penalty there, we all know how that ended. Um, is it a little optimistic, fluky that they won some of these games? Could be, but giving something to Broncos country for them to uh, be happy about. Come on, let's get a Broncos country. Let's ride. Mello, come on. <laughs>
2: Broncos country, let's ride. Let's... Oh <laughs> there we
0: go. Kyle, come on. Let's let's hear it. No, no, no. I, I, I can't. <laughs> He's too dignified. Understandable. Um, I think we're going to round out the episode on that note. So appreciate you guys watching, tuning in. If you're uh, listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us a review wouldn't hurt anything help us a lot um youtube subscribe like and check us out on all our shows, socials too uh and we'll see you again next week see you